What's going on, my international amigos, the Spurs Nation? The Spurs take down the Rockets 126-98 to close out this preseason. It's It, it was a great game. Uh, I'm here joined with Ethan Quintero from SSPN. What's going on, Ethan? Nothing much. Just happy to be here, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Those of you guys that are watching right now, if you've never you know, uh, seen an after the buzzer post game show before. We do a few things on this show. We give out a game ball first off, and then we talk a couple of big stats. And then we're going to, you know, talk about a glow spot. That's an area that we shined in that we played, you know, that something that we each thought, you know, the Spurs did well. Uh, and then we're going to close it out with a growth spot. Cause there's always an area of improvement, even in a wins, you know, and there's always like a glow spot and losses as well. So, um, you know, we're going to wrap up the whole post game for you guys. We're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk a little bit about the preseason in general, um, so let's go ahead and get started, and let's give out a game ball. Coach Quintero, you're stepping into that locker room after tonight's game, and you got to dish out a game ball, man. I'm going to throw it to you first. Who are you going to give it to? I'm going to cut that ball in half, Rob, and I'm going nice. to give it to our two-headed monster and DJ and Derek. Both guys finished with 20 points tonight. Both played phenomenal, you know, passing the ball around, moving the ball around defensively. Just couldn't have asked for anything more from our pair of guards in the backcourt tonight. Uh, Derek's been kind of, you know, shooting, you know, not so well during the preseason. Uh, And I think some people were worried about DJ's consistency because sometimes he kind of falls out of the offense. And then sometimes he steps up and, you know, takes it upon himself to score. Tonight, from start to finish, they were both very consistent, both offensively and defensively. So I'm going to give it to both of them so they can share it. That's a good. That's a good one, man. They both dropped twenty apiece, man. And this was the most that we've seen, um, you know, them resemble to any type of like uh, positive production of out of an, out of a backcourt between them. You know, we're we're always seeing one of them do all right, one of the others kind of struggling a little here and there. But tonight, man, they they put it together. I'm giving mine to DJ as well, dude. And like, so my game ball is going. He went eight for thirteen, shot three for four from the three. And, you know, I don't think that's a conversation, man, that many people are talking about uh, when we're discussing how are the Spurs going to shoot more threes. Obviously, we brought in some shooters, but I don't think anyone really kind of thought that DJ was going to be one of those guys that actually steps it up. And I don't know about you, but but that three ball from I don't know what you think about that three ball from DJ so far this preseason is looking it's looking really, really nice. It's looking a lot better. It's the confidence for me. It's like there's no hesitation. It's a lot more fluid. There's not a hitch in his shot anymore. The form looks great. And they are falling tonight. Three for four. That's nothing to to you know shy at. That's pretty good. He picked his spots, man, and he knocked him down. I'll tell you what, you know, like for most of this game, probably for most of the first half, uh Mick Buckets had my game ball for for most of that yeah. first half. I was Man. thinking about that too. Yeah, yeah. He he was playing great, and obviously Derek kind of you know came through as well down the stretch. But Dejounte Murray is taking home the game ball tonight versus the Rockets to close out this preseason. I know I've heard you guys talk about it on on your channel as well that he's just you know the, the Spurs in general are just way more competitive when he's on the floor. And there was that game where he missed, mm-hmm. uh, and and it kind of shows. It, it 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 makes it makes the whole other the rest of the team look a little bit you know, a little, with a little bit less of that fire that DJ kind of brings to the table. Yeah, because he's so important on both sides. You know, he's a, he's our like primary facilitator on offense, but he's also our defensive anchor. You know, some mm-hmm. people think it's Jakob, but I'm going to give the, the nod to DJ because he's also a little more vocal and he's always willing to take upon himself, you know, take down and lock down the best offensive player on the other team. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and talk about some big stats when we get right back.
I'll tell you what, Ethan. I really liked having a 16-point lead in the second quarter. <laughs> I did, too. That's something we have not seen very often, especially yeah. all of last season. And let me tell you what, man. Uh, we're going to play Houston quite a quite a few times this year in our division. And, and uh, you know, tonight there was a huge gap between – um between so I'm change this over between the two and you can just tell that you know we're, we look a little bit more fluid we look a little bit more put together than they do and uh you know that was one of my big stats we kind of held that lead it, it kind of got cut down to what eight or ten somewhere late there in the fourth quarter but then we kind of bounced that thing right back up and then you know and then it's a preseason game so we didn't close it out with our starting unit so just the fact that we're able to build that lead and kind of hold on to it um on a night where if we were hitting shots, I guess you can say, but it, it, it looked, it kind of felt like there were a lot of stretches where we struggled to score the ball. And, you know, we, we kind of held it together with turning some defense into offense and, and keeping that lead and uh, for, for the whole, for the whole game. And um, my last stat right here that I want to talk about is, is that we didn't have, we didn't have less than a 30 point quarter. We had a 30 point quarter in the first, we had a 30 point quarter in the fourth. 31 in the third, 35 in the second. Wow. Yeah. So, no, we, we scored the ball. I mean, kind of, I kind of felt like the starters were doing most of that work. But, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. What's your, uh, what's your big stat for tonight? I got two as well. Uh, first and foremost has to be our three-point shooting, both just the sheer volume of shots that we were able to put up and efficiency, 38.5% tonight as a whole uh, from the team. I know that's not great. Some people are like, Oh, that's not 40%. That's a lot better than we were last year. So I'm going to, I think that's a pretty good stat uh, right there. And then secondly, 30 assists tonight from the team. That's it's really good to see. We, we're still moving the ball offensively. It's not sticking as much as it was last year. I think with the fluidity of our offense, finally, you know, starting to take shape. Uh, so those are the two biggest stats that I saw from tonight. Yeah, man, the fluidity is, is showing itself. I know a lot of people are, are are excited about that. You know, most of Spurs fandom out here loves the idea of the Spurs kind of bringing back that 2014, you mm-hmm. know, ball movement and and sharing of the basketball. And um, they, you know, Bill Land was talking about it a few times tonight. There's no ball stoppers, and it's and it's apparent, man, that these guys are are sharing the ball. So that yeah, that's a that's a huge stat, man. 30 assists. That means that we're putting the ball in the hole too, man. So yeah, so that's good. All right, guys, so we're going to take a little break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about a glow spot. It's an area that... All right, man, so we beat the crap out of Houston. That's always good. That's always a glow spot in my day, in my week or my weekend, whatever. Um, all is right with the world and Spurs basketball when we can beat the crap out of Houston. But, you know, I'll talk about this. I'll talk about my glow spot here in a second. What was a bright point for you in tonight's final preseason game moving forward? Overall, I'm going to have to kind of repeat myself here, but it's got to be the offensive cohesion from everybody. It seems like it's coming together. In the first few games in the preseason, there was a lot of rust, particularly with shooting and guys like Dougie McDermott and everybody that's new kind of knowing where they are in the offense. All that seemed to kind of level off in this game. Everybody knew when to cut. Everyone knew when to fade out to the three-point line. And just everyone being able to be in those spots, the ball finding the open man, that really showed tonight. And I'm hoping that can keep going and get even better as the season gets started. You know, this preseason's been a little bit of like a a chapter book, right? Mm -hmm. I I would say like, you know, the, the first chapter, the first game, it was like, oh, it's great. It's starting off good. I really like this. You know, Primo looks great. 17 points in 18 minutes. What? It was just a got me hooked. I'm like hooked in for the rest of this book, right? 
And then chapter two comes around. We go to Detroit, and it was kind of just like, it doesn't really matter. We're going to play the vets. We're going to play Alfaruk Aminu. We're going to play Thaddeus Young. You know, I think we're all kind of expecting them not to kind of be on on the on the squad. Um, they haven't really gotten that much run maybe since a little bit here and there. But that game was kind of more about them giving them their run and and that veterans need. And they talked about that a little bit after the game. And then we had the Luca experiment against Miami, right? Where he's we start him against Miami and we play him with that starting group. And 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 then after that was the Orlando game, which we all know, you know, was probably one of those final nails in the coffin on that Luca experiment, but which was just, you know, an, an interesting game to watch a little bit more cohesiveness in that game. I want to say here and there in spurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight you're absolutely right tonight, man, we were on a short rotation. I don't know if you would agree. Like we only had yeah. like nine guys, I think play um, for the until, majority of the game. Yeah. yeah. For a majority of the game until like the end of the fourth quarter. And that rotation was, was on point, man. And, and, you know, that's one of, that's one of my big, um, glow spots of tonight too man is that rotation like one Derek and Dejounte you know they're going to be staggering I think they're going to start the game together and then Derek is the first one being pulled out of the game right so like Derek gets pulled out of the game and then Dejounte plays almost the whole first quarter right so they sub out Derek White early and then they put him in in those final two minutes um they put Derek White back in and so it's like you have one of those two guys in the entire first quarter which mm-hmm. I think is is crucial to being like a to, to 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 putting a defensive closing stamp on that first quarter. Which you need to, you know, you want you want to have a good end to your quarters. You know, like you know, games quarters are won or lost sometimes in the last few minutes of the game. So like you put in your your subs in there just to give guys rest. You might lose a lead, right, or whatever. And so I'm kind of I'm not I'm not picking on him or anything, but Brent Forbes didn't play to the second quarter. Right, which is just kind of like I think that should make all of Spurs Nation happy out there. Is like, yeah, okay, we we did. He wasn't the first guy off the bench one. Um, well, he's not starting. He's not the first guy off the bench, and then he didn't play until the second quarter where he was on the floor. I think with Derek White, right? So, so mm-hmm. you know, there there was there was a good balance there in that rotation. Um, I wrote it down here actually. Uh, let me see, Lonnie Walker came in for Derek White. Now that that's that's uh, you know, we're, we're gonna talk about Lonnie in a little while. Uh, Devin, Devin Vassell came in for, for Doug McDermott, which, which I love. I yeah, love I that. Too. I love that rotation between those two guys. Um, KBD, right. Keita came in for KJ. So it seems like, uh, until probably Jock Landale or Zach Collins can come in and, and challenge KBD for, for some minutes, which, which Jock, you know, sooner than later, Zach mm-hmm. a little bit later than sooner, but KBD played great tonight. Um, there's a little bit of hiccups here and there when he's on the floor, but but you can live with those because he brings you so much more, right? Mm-hmm. And then like Derek White came back in at the end of the first quarter. That's for the first quarter, right? Like the first subs. I'm always like watching who's your first second guy off the bench in a preseason game. It's very telling because you're probably you're doing that more for yourself to get your rotations going versus like you know your your Dejounte just for example is getting burned and you got to sub him out to get someone in there to kind of cover him. You know what I mean and. And so it was a little bit revealing on like who your what your kind of hierarchy is on on your on your rotation list, and that's kind of where it's at right now until until some of these guys get healthy, um like Trey Jones right Trey Jones want to see if he can get in the mix a little bit more too so um the rotations were good the biggest glow spot for me though had to be it was Derek White I didn't give him the game ball but Derek White won in the at the end of the first quarter I was like he looks great. He mm-hmm. looks like a hundred percent physically healthy out there. And to me, I'm like, Ooh, that's a good sign. 
That's a good sign. It really is, especially defensively, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, man, dude, huge. Um, I brought that up to my wife. I was watching the game with my wife, and I was like, he's when he's on the floor right now, and I know it's just preseason, and, and that's why it's a good sign, is that he looks like he's on another level compared to everyone else in that starting unit even. You know what I mean? Defensively, mm-hmm. he's he's anticipating on another level. He's just all over the floor. And something about Derek that I like from this game a little bit more than even DeJounte, because DeJounte doesn't do it too much. Derek does it a lot. They both can be the primary ball handler and you know make plays coming off the pick and roll. But Derek has a great, like, as soon as he passes the ball, he's cutting right down the lane. Yeah. And he gets easy buckets like that. DJ doesn't yeah. normally cut as much, but, but Derek, I mean, he moves without the ball like just as well as Doug McDermott, in my opinion. Did you see that? Uh, did you see? I love that dime to Derek White from DJ. There, mm-hmm. I think it was in the third quarter, was in the fourth, where, mm-hmm. where White was sitting in the corner and we yes. pulled the ball out. And DJ was just on top of the floor and he just zipped yeah. it over there to the corner and he nailed it. I mean, man, dude, like the, the balance scoring between those two guys is is perfect. Like they both put up what, 13 and 14 shots tonight? Yep. D- DJ put up 13. Uh, Derek White put up 14. 14. Yeah, geez, yep. man. That, that, that's what you got to love right there. Seven threes from Derek White, but but more, more you know, his output was great. And, and take the output, guys, with a grain of salt. It's preseason. And it's against the Rockets and, uh, you know, big low spot. Like I said earlier, the Rockets don't look that good, which is huge, mm-hmm. man, because you want to chalk those up to wins down the schedule, right? You want, you, you want to chalk, you know, all those Houston games up to wins. And then uh, new Orleans is dealing with the Zion injury, right? Yeah. And so that's our division, right? So really you got Memphis out there. You got, um, Dallas, right? Memphis and Dallas out there are the ones that, you know, if we want to consider ourselves one of the best in, in our division, those are the two teams we got to be looking to kind of match or, or be better than. Yeah. You got anything else on the glow spot before we move on? No, I think we're good. I think we, we handled it pretty well. All right, let's go, guys. We're going to go ahead and talk about a growth spot. That's an area that we think the Spurs can still improve on. It's early in the season. It's just the preseason. So, you know, we'll we'll get into that, too, right now when we get back. All right, so Ethan, some areas that we can still, you know, tweak and shine and, you know, sharpen up a little bit moving forward out of this game. There were two that came to mind immediately, and one of them kind of fixed itself as the game went on, but it was a it was a big problem like in the first quarter, and that was defensive rotations. They were a little slow in my opinion because all like Houston came out with incredible ball movement and it kind of diminished as the game went on. But when they were moving the ball and they were passing the rock around, we were really struggling to stay up with those young guys over there on their offensive side of the ball. So if we can kind of tighten that up a little bit, I think that will come with time. Just kind of understanding everybody on the court. Cause we got Doug McDermott and Bryn Forbes and all these guys. Once like, you know, a few games go by that will tighten up. And like I said, as the game continued, it tightened up even in just one, one little game. And secondly, it wasn't a huge discrepancy. They had 59 rebounds. We had 53, but we let Christian Wood get 19 boards and Alperin Sangoon get 12. Like and neither of them are like known as big rebounding guys. Like they're big dudes, but like, I didn't think, you know, Oh, these guys are like Andre Drummond level of, you know, getting boards. And we somehow let them just dominate both Jacob and drew on the boards tonight. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on as the season progresses. They were aggressive on the boards, man, those those mm-hmm. guys. And, you know, I thought our, our bigs did an all right job of of making Shangoon's life a little bit difficult. It seemed like Shangoon mm-hmm. was 
either on the floor or on the other end of like a, <laughs> yeah, a they physical were play. Them. Yeah, exactly, man. It's like Drew. And I was there chatting in my living room. I was like, yeah, Drew, let him know. Let him know. that. Let the rookie know that he's not just going to walk up in here and show you up, Drew. Make sure that he knows. And Drew Drew did did pretty well, I think, in that regard. So shout out to, to Drew. Jakob, Jakob did okay. Jakob gives you a little bit of good but very mm-hmm. very but even less like bad he you know he's he's doing all right but you're absolutely right bro like we we gave up we gave up 20 21 points in the first 18 in the second the third quarter we let him go for 30 right that was that, that you can tell that even for us i think in that third quarter which which might be a gross spot for me moving forward too is i'm trying to analyze okay which you know cuz in every every team has their strengths and their weaknesses in like quarters like what's mm-hmm. their best quarter what's their worst quarter and we kind of want to see that too. We want to kind of start seeing that trend of where the Spurs are being most productive and where they're being least productive throughout the season. And defensively, they gave up 30 to to Houston in the third quarter. So coming out of that halftime, I mean, I know they had a big lead, right? They they we went off for 35 in the second, right? So we're feeling mm-hmm. good about ourselves, you know, going into halftime. We came out, we kind of let them, you know, get get stuff going. But a growth spot for me, man, moving forward was, was we're still missing plenty of shots. And, and I think early on in the game, you know, DJ missed a few, Derek white missed a few, like, like just, just name everyone who's not Doug McDermott, you know, was, was missing a few early. And, and you know what I'm saying? And that's important because, you know, yeah, against a team like Houston, yeah, we can, we can get hot in the second, you know, we can, we can take a little time, you know, they're not going to make us pay for it. But against some of the better teams in the league, when we're starting off missing a lot of shots and create those, you know, that's when we get in those positions where we got to we got to climb back from like the hole that we dug ourselves in early. And we got to climb back the rest of the game and to get back in it. Right. So um, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, OK, I can I can understand Doug McDermott um, being like, you know, pro- probably one of our, our top scorers on a night tonight basis. And it's really going to have to like shuffle between DJ Derek, I know they both were on tonight. Let's see how many nights we can get that from both of these guys where they're both on. But from those two guys and Keldon in that starting unit, I think if Doug McDermott is on, that lets, you know, one of those other guys, you know, it can be any of you guys, any any of you three guys just kind of step it up early in the, in the scoring category. But if it's not going to be Doug McDermott, it's to me, it's it's a little bit of a question mark still. So I was a little bit concerned early, early on in the game. I'm just like, okay, I know it's early and whatever. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, you're gonna come out and either punch first or get punched first, right? And and it sucks when you're getting punched first and you can't put the ball in the hole. You know what I mean? Um, so missing a lot of shots early was one of my one of my gross spots. You know, we can work on that in that first quarter. Um, but Lonnie Walker is, is he on a minute restriction? You think coming off this little tweak that that he was he was on the injury list for a little bit, right? Yeah, he had a hamstring contusion, I think, is what it was listed as. I'm not sure if he's on a minutes restriction. I didn't think he was playing poorly either. I thought he was playing pretty well. I don't know why mm-hmm. he only played 12 minutes, but there's probably a minutes restriction because I didn't think he did anything to warrant being pulled or anything like that. You know, he, he didn't play in the open scrimmage, right? And no. and I thought that was a good that was a good move because I don't know if you remember, but he got hurt. Mm-hmm. his rookie season in the open scrimmage so i was like yes let's please not repeat that let's just keep lonnie walker totally out of this thing and yeah. kind of eliminate any possibility for him to, to to get an injury but um and then so he came off that little i i guess you can call it an injury report first can you do you even have to have an injury report for a scrimmage game i don't know but we did um yeah. for some reason um 
but Lonnie Walker, man, I was really confused with that too. I was like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he really did have a little nagging thing and, and he's resting coming off this thing slowly and the Spurs don't want to dump a load on him real quick minutes wise. Um, but he didn't really impress me too much. He was a little too passive to me, like when he was on the floor and you know, my wife, she, she, she knows a little bit about the game, but even she called out that like it was like during the second quarter because I don't think he played in the second half. He mm-hmm. he finished with twelve minutes, the lowest of of any of those guys that were that were actually playing off the bench. Um, but he was a little bit too too passive. Even my wife was like, he's the only one right now that's still on the floor that doesn't look aggressive because like by that point in the second quarter, you had seen Vassell get aggressive. You had seen Derek Dejounte, Doug McDermott, obviously was was shooting lights out and stuff and um. Everyone kind of looked aggressive, but Lonnie was a little bit too passive. And I feel like maybe that's why Pop gave all his minutes. Either it's either a restriction or he was too passive and not aggressive enough where Pop's like, you don't want to find Bryn, go. Bryn ate up all Bryn and Keita Bates yeah, pretty much pretty much ate up all his minutes in the second half. Unless it's a minute restriction. It's just speculation on my point. But that's kind of that's kind of my take on Lonnie right there in the second half. But the whole bench output needs to get better. Yeah, I agree. And with Lonnie, if it's not a minutes restriction, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of struggling to find out where he fits really as far as like the offensive scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Because like we talked about, Derek, his ability mm-hmm. to kind of move off ball and and cut and make some plays in the mid-range and stuff. Lonnie really needs the ball in his hand, at least as far as what we've seen, the sample size that we have, needs the ball in his hands to be effective. And we saw that last year when he was ineffective because Rudy and Patty had the ball in their hands primarily off the bench. So maybe they're just, maybe it's a minute restriction, but maybe they just think Bryn fits a little bit better in there because he does something a little bit differently. He's more of an efficient three point shooter as to where Lonnie, you really got to give him the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. He needs a little bit of volume. Right. And see the, the, the counter argument to like, there's anything else, but a minute restriction going on is that he was the first guy off the bench for Derek white. You know what I mean? So, so that if, if, if you have a plan going into the game and, you know, your first sub is to, you know, first start staggering your two point guards, right? That's your first sub of the game. And that's probably something that's, that's going to be something that we're probably going to see most, most of the season is someone subbing in for Derek White early. And that's either going to be Lonnie or that's going to be Devin Vassell or that's going to be maybe even Trey Jones at some point down the line who gets that, that, that call. But at this point, it's Lonnie. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't make too much out of it. Um, mm-hmm. those of, those of y'all that are, that are thinking, you know, maybe he's, get, he's getting outplayed. It's too early to get outplayed. You haven't, you haven't played any games yet any real games yet. So no one's getting outplayed, but in practice, that's where, that's where it's going down. So, um, let me see any, any last gross spot before we kind of wrap this thing up. Uh, no, no, I think I will. One, one little thing. Kelvin mm-hmm. needs to shoot a little bit better. I was just about to say, I know the yeah. only other thing I kind of have right now is, is, is Keldon. I don't want to. I, I wanted to revisit his stat line real quick. I was like, so he was four for 12, one for two from three. He only put up two threes, three for nine from the, from the free throw line. That's, that's something that needs to get better. If he's not going to be able to, I mean, like, look early on in the preseason, we're seeing Keldon kind of like expose his bag a little bit, right? It's like, Oh, I can mm-hmm. kind of hold on to the ball for a second and back you down and get to a spot or, or get to my mid range off a, off a one dribble, stuff like that. But in this game, he was kind of, he was kind of not involved and and there's going to be those games where just some guys step up and where your role shifts. You don't have to be that dot, you know, that dominant scorer, be aggressive on scoring, but you have to do other things around, around the, the game. But he finished with five rebounds, three assists, um, 12 points, you know, so not a terrible night, 
but he was mm-hmm. definitely like absent from from most of that game. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Just absent because yeah, Doug McDermott <laughs> was shooting so well. Derek White, Dejounte, everybody else seemed to be having a great night, and then Keldon's just trying to find a shot. It looked like. Yeah, dude. So, so I mean, like, dude, I had this thought too. I don't know if you. What do you think about this question? Let me throw this to you real quick before we wrap it up. I have this theory that just in order for us to be at a certain level competitive wise in the Western Conference, I think we're really going to have to utilize the hell out of Doug McDermott. I mean, I'm talking about like putting him in that Clay Thompson seat where it's like we're we're going to run a good amount of our plays and, and offense, you know, to get you open shots. I don't know. I don't know if that's like something you can see the Spurs kind of. Kind of I definitely out. can. I was thinking that during this game too, because of how well he fits into our system. And it seems like as the preseasons progress, they've been slowly like elevating how many plays they run for him. And then tonight was like the apex of that clearly because he had 16 points, four from nine for three. And he shows he's shown me a like he can he's capable of a lot more than just spotting up and shooting a three. Yeah, he's a great cutter as well. He's a lot more athletic than I gave him credit for. We all saw that dunk he had early on. Oh yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, so I definitely think, especially with like how our roster is, you know, format formatted right now, he will have a bigger role than most Spurs fans envisioned him having when he signed. Yeah, you you know what? If if there was any any question about, you know, are we going to keep this small ball lineup? Because it's, it's it's kind of like a small ball lineup that we have mm-hmm. here when we're running KJ and and Doug McDermott at, at your three and four. Or are we going to, you know, switch to some big lineups down the road? And I think if Doug is shooting like this and we let Keldon kind of catch his wave as the season goes on mm-hmm. and let either Derek White or DJ carry the load to support, you know, kind of getting Doug McDermott open. And and when they're when they're when the defense kind of overcommits to 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 Doug McDermott, you know, someone's got to step up in that in that regard. And I think those guys have the ability to do that, the rest of that starting lineup. So, so man, great win tonight. Ethan, man, it was awesome having you on the show. Thank you for coming on, man. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, bro? You can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Quintero. You can find us on YouTube. Me and my buddy Jude do our SSPN YouTube channel. We're also on Twitter for him, Jude McLaren, no spaces, nothing like that. Otherwise, you know, you can find me on the street in Texas somewhere. <laughs> yeah, guys, um, the link is in the description below to Ethan's uh, page on SpursTubeTV.com. Uh, you can find his the link to his Twitter and, and all that stuff and SSPN channel as well. So go ahead and check out the link in the description below. Not just for that, but for our shop to find Spurs tickets, to join the Patreon, um, all that stuff. You can find all the links in the description below to link your to link you up to this channel so you can support it in whichever way that you can. And if that's just chanting Go Spurs Go, smashing this like button down below and sending that good juju out to the rest of Spurs Nation uh you know that's 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 awesome that goes above and beyond over here so thank you guys for tuning out i'm rob Therejo jr you can find you can follow me on twitter at rtj underscore spurs tube tv and um of course subscribe to the channel if you like this type of content we're very excited it's going to be a great season man it's gonna be exciting season if we can compete like this on a night-to-night basis um i think we're going to be turning some heads throughout the season and uh we're going to be in the mix of things come come uh play in playoff time so i like what i saw out of tonight out of tonight's game it, it, it leaves me with a good feeling moving forward because i think this was the most sim the most like to what we're gonna see for the rest of this season you know what i mean so yeah for sure all right ethan man well thanks for coming on man go spurs go go spurs go man thanks for having me <laughs>